Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on September 10th, 2019. And football is back, Tyler. Football is back, so we are starting the episode off fittingly so with football. Throwing baseball to the side. Making it the second thing we talk about today. How does it make you feel, Ty? I'm pretty fucking pumped up right now. We're recording Monday night after the Saints game. A little tease there. Yes. Uh, I'm ready to go. With the return of football, we have our ED player of the week someone who just couldn't get up when the when it mattered most we have a whoa watch out for that guy and then we also have a uh, a little over under movies you know over over under like the football scoring overrated underrated movies we're going to bring that to you at the end of the episode i went and saw peanut butter falcon i'm going to review that and then before that after the baseball talk we are going to announce the giveaway winner for the thor funko pop oh yeah it should be a good one I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Alrighty, Tyler. The first week of football is officially almost in the books. We have one live game going on right now. The second Monday night football game. Broncos at the Oakland Raiders. How are you feeling about the first week of the football season? I was uh, feeling real good, then real bad, and then real good. Would you like to elaborate on why? Roller coaster ride, that Saints game. 
Yeah. Saints, you know, they were down 14-3, came back, offense was moving, a little bit of a stall. You know, I bet the over in the game. I needed a wild finish to get the over, and what do you know? It was a wild finish. One hell of a wild finish. Perfect finish for both of us. about broke my heart when the fucking Texans went down, scored in two fucking plays. Yeah. The most elite wide receiver in the fucking game, DeAndre Hopkins, just shit all over us. Well, he didn't even catch the second one. It was a different guy. I thought it was him. No, it was Well, he uh, got the big one. He got the first one, yeah. He got the big one to set him up. It was Kenny Stills got the second one. Either way, broke my heart. (laughs) Will Lutz. I missed, well, broke your heart, then missed the extra point to keep the game tied, gave you a little bit of hope, and then roughing the kicker call. <laughs> Fucking forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> then they make the kick. You guys drive downfield, get in field goal range, make the field goal. That had to have been one of the most roller coaster ride football games you've ever watched in your life, Ty. It's up there. It's the most roller coaster of emotions that ended up good for me in quite some time. <laughs> in the span of 52 seconds, game time, you went from, oh, we got this in the bag, to oh shit they're beating us to oh shit we have a chance to oh shit no they're gonna beat us to oh shit we actually got this it was wild i left i left i couldn't watch the final field goal fucking attempt by lutz but he got it ice in his veins bro and that that hit the over for me i needed 52 points they finished with what 58 i think but that was one part of a three-part monday night parlay i did and it looks like of course because i got a miracle in that part that the other part's not gonna happen Mm. I got Broncos minus three and under a 43. And as we record right now, we're the Broncos are trailing 14-0. So if something crazy happens, everyone already knows listening. And they're like, wow, Jason won some money. I hope so, man. Yeah, I, only bet, not, I only bet $25 to win 164 But still, $25 to turn into $164, it's not too bad. Uh, I would like to uh, just say, fuck my bookie. It was Bovada, I think. No, it was my bookie that I tried first. Oh, okay. Bet on there before. Would not accept my payment, my hard-earned money. <laughs> To bet that fucking Chiefs-Jaguars game that I said was a mortal lock on the last podcast. What do you know? They win by 14. Yeah, I had an actual parlay on Sunday, too, through my dad in Vegas, and that didn't hit. I was very upset. What didn't hit? The parlay in Vegas. Oh. I had Chiefs minus three or whatever it was, three and a half. That hit. had the Rams minus two and a half. They won by three. That hit. Then I had the brutal Falcons plus four. Ooh. You've been big on the Falcons, and they got... They just got beat. puffed. They just got beat by Kirk Cousins, who only threw ten passes in that game. Yeah, the problem was their run defense. They made some big mistakes. Matt Ryan had a. It was twenty-one zero. They drove down the field first play of the half. Had a chance to score a touchdown. Ended up scoring two more touchdowns in the half. And it, it but he threw a pick in the end zone. Oof. Yeah, I mean, their running game was insane. Cook had a fucking monster game. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. He's yeah. insane. But I have the same problem. Uh, shout out part of my take that Barstool Big Cat has, and that's a. Uh, I'm just in love with the Atlanta Falcons. I've bought into the, once the Atlanta Falcons piece it all together, they're going to be a dangerous team. <laughs> they're the team where, on paper, they should be in the Super Bowl, but that's why they play the games. <laughs> Man, they got cream puffed. We got, uh, what else do we got? We got the San Diego Superchargers coming out victorious in overtime against the Indianapolis Colts. They gave you a little bit of a roller coaster there on Sunday. Yeah, that was a rough game. But it, it worked out for both of us, Jay. I thought we were going to lose. Marlon Mack looked phenomenal against us. I think he had like 174 rushing yards on 26 carries. You're going to have to clean up that run defense. Well, part of it was the run defense, but the Colts also have the best line in the NFL. And the holes they were just built, they were making on the line was just you could th- drive a car through them. And we have a good defensive line. Our, ta- just, our just nose tackles around. aren't great, but yeah, they were just throwing them around. Turn your line into fucking ragdolls. I think we only had like one or two sacks. So I, I don't know who the guy in the secondary for the Colts was who made that dirty interception. It was uh, in Malik the Hooker. 
That was fucking beautiful. Yeah, one-handed interception in the end zone. That pretty much kept the Colts in the game. Oh, 100%. He saved a fucking touchdown right there. Think- that was a fucking great pass. You can't blame Rivers for that. But when a man's looking like Odell and he's playing defense, there's <laughs> a lot you can do. Because I think at the time the Chargers were up seven with about seven minutes left. So you figure they score that touchdown up two possessions, even kick a field goal up two position possessions with about seven minutes, and the Colts pretty much could only run the ball. You pretty It would have been a very hard way to lose that game if they get that touchdown. They didn't get it in ch- typical Chargers fashion. The drive before that, we muffed a punt, so the Colts got to take back over. We did everything that we usually do to lose these games, and we came out on top, which makes me feel great. Austin Eckler, who needs Melvin Gordon? Austin oh. Eckler, phenomenal game. Also found it hilarious that you guys had your punter kicking field goals. And he didn't miss a single one. He was great, but it just made me laugh that the Chargers never can have a good field goal kicker. No. And you guys just find a punter who fucking well, drills everything. No, because our kicker's hurt. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. No matter what, you guys have fucking kicker problems. And your punter came in with ice in his veins. Our kicker that's hurt is actually pretty good. Michael Badgley, he's pretty good. Keep telling yourself that. Because he's going to break your heart this season. I'm a typical Chargers stats. kicker fashion. I'm going to pull up his stats, Ty. He was pretty good last year. I'm sure he was, but he's gonna, he, he hasn't got the chance to break Chargers' heart yet. And every kicker, that's like, it's like uh, he made the he made the Steelers kick after missing it twice because of penalties, but then made it the third time. <laughs> I'm just saying, last year, 15 to 16 field goals, 27 of 28 extra points. You know how when pretty they, good when they say like Yankees need to win a World Series or something to earn their pinstripes. Yes, Chargers need to earn their bolts by missing a pivotal field goal. That's how kickers earn their bolts. Adam Vinatieri missed like three kicks he in that game. Terrible. Saved us. Missed two field goals and an extra point, I believe. Looked I, terrible. That man is. Uh, they're gonna have to bring Kane out there for him to get those kicks off. It saved us, man. Had a tie. Yeah, that's boring. The Lions and the Cardinals. This is a very exciting game. I was watching. It was the last game on, like the early slate before the Steelers Patriots game, which also was not that's how fucking shit pumping. Yeah, Big Ben is not looking good. I didn't even watch the game. Did he do bad? Uh, they put up three points. I didn't watch it either, but Ben Roethlisberger... Do they need an AP and Le'Veon Bell? It was 27 out of 47, 276 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. How's everyone's oh. boy James Conner that everyone's pumping up? He uh, averaged 2.1 on 10 carries. <laughs> 10 carries, 21 yards, and that's the next Le'Veon Bell, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, how'd he do? Uh, all right, six for 78. Nothing crazy, but yeah. you know, it definitely helps when you have an Antonio Brown on top of that. We have to play the Steelers well, this year. Just Antonio Brown's stat line, not the actual yeah. player. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, why did you let me bet on Joe Flacco? I don't I'm know. I'm just thinking about that right now. I'm betting that Joe Flacco is going to come back from a 14-point deficit right now. But, with and that, then stay under 43 total points. Again, with that being said, though, Jason, you're betting against Derek Carr, which feels like a lock. <sighs> yeah, but he's playing phenomenal. Yeah, he's having the game of his life. He's having the fuck you, Jason game. <laughs> <laughs> of course, after that beautiful Saints uh, comeback... We had the Cowboys did pretty well against the Giants. Dak Prescott showed that he should get paid. Um, bold take. Yeah, that's just a that's just a contract game right there. He's like, <laughs> pay me, and then he's going to go back to being the most middle of the road quarterback there is. Well, I didn't see a lot of the game, so I could be he, wrong. I believe he broke the opening day passing yeah. yard record. But a lot of the highlights I saw were like passes I probably could have made, like wide open uh, yeah. in the middle of the field. Also came against arguably the worst team in the NFL besides the Miami Dolphins. So Cowboy fans, relax. Yeah, it's against the fucking Giants. Nothing counts. Uh, we got the Niners beating the Bucks. The Bucks just losing because of Jameis Winston. Bucks actually played really good. I'm telling you, the Bucks they could be decent if they had a different quarterback. And I did say Jameis Winston would be better, and I was Very. probably wrong about that. He's terrible. You got to replace him if you want to be a winning team. Dude, they lost that game because of him. He yeah. had three interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes. The 
Buccaneers only allowed one offensive touchdown, and the Niners scored 31 points. Wow. Yeah. And then going with the same thing as Dak Prescott, uh, Lamar Jackson. Phenomenal game. Just fucking. I mean, he made the Dolphins look like a Pop Warner team. Well, the Dolphins probably are a Pop Warner team. I mean, yeah, I, I was watching a highlight. No surprise, they're tanking. <laughs> I was watching the games and I watched the highlight where he like ran backwards and fucking threw on the run backwards into the end zone, just floated it up. And I was sitting there and I was like, how the fuck does that score a point? I was like, that is the most <laughs> terrible fundamental play I've ever seen. And then I was like, oh, he's playing the Dolphins. Never mind. Yeah, the Dolphins are very bad. I mean, I, the Ravens had a win like this last year too. They played the Bills week one and I ki- they killed them. I remember. And everyone, I mean, the Ravens ended up being a playoff team, but everyone's going to be super high on the Ravens now. Um, That's their franchise record, most points ever. The Browns dropped an egg. Not literally, but figuratively scored only 13 points. Titans scored 43. Baker How about them Titans? Yeah. It looked real good. Yeah. The Browns looked real bad. And it was looking good, too. The Browns, like, drove down the field the first drive of the year. Just drove down the field. Made it look easy, and then just... Shit the bed the rest of the game. Mm. It was bad. Bills barely outlasting the Jets. Le'Veon Bell looked pretty good, which was, I guess, good to see. I'm not rooting against Le'Veon Bell. I have no reason to. That was probably one of the shittiest games of the week, though. As far as team talent. Fucking Bills and the Jets. Um, Jets are the seat. I'm telling you, Jets are the, the sleeper team. They might have lost, but they're, they're coming. They lost to the Bills. <laughs> this is a loss. that The they Bills sleep. were a playoff game two years ago. Two years ago. Don't forget that. Not last season, but the season before. Don't forget. Two years ago. Don't forget. This kind of loss is going to build the Jets up, and they're going to rally. They're a sleeper team because they're going to be asleep the rest of the season. The Eagles almost beat the Redskins. or the, Well, the Eagles did beat the Redskins. The Redskins almost beat the Eagles. Chris Sorry. Wentz looked good, though. Reading a text message. I messed up. Your brain ain't working. That's all right. Wentz <laughs> looked good for the Eagles. Um, are you okay? I just, yeah, so we keep buying cat food lids for the cats, and I keep accusing everyone else of throwing it away, but we found out I'm the one that keeps throwing them away on accident. And we had like a little mini intervention and my dad just texted me. I threw the one away last night and my mom found it in the trash. You got to be better than that. <laughs> Dude, I'm so bad. It's a habit. <laughs> and then I don't think we talked about the Rams yet. Yeah, they had a very ugly win. Real ugly win. And my take on Cam Newton's career being over, I'm standing by it. I don't think his career's over. Ooh, the Broncos going for a 64. Does that say 64 or 54 yard field goal at the end of half? Did he nail that? Oh, came up just short damn. of a 64-yard field Fucking goal. right down the center, too. God damn, dude. I'm really going to lose this bet because of freaking Raiders. <laughs> yeah, the Rams had a very ugly win. Had some. The Panthers had some dumb turnovers. I think they had like a muffed punt maybe or something. They had some dumb turnovers. They had the one where Cam Newton tried throwing almost like a... It was a backwards pass is what it ended up being. It was the screen. guy didn't catch it and, and then fucking, just let it. He missed them and it was a fumble turnover. Yeah. Rams got very that. lucky that game. They barely beat him. But. Um, Jared Goff not looking like he was worth all the money they paid him, but first game of the season. First game don't count. It counts, but it don't count. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that high on Jared Goff, honestly. I'm not either. I think he's all right, but we'll see if he earns that contract. That's so awkward. They have to walk in the tunnel together because there's only one tunnel. I'm telling you, I fucking hate the baseball field on the football field. This looks so good. I didn't, I've never even thought about this. So they have to share the, they have to use like the clubhouse that the A's and the, that clubhouse is made for 25 guys, not 53. Well, I mean, maybe it's bigger since they know or, they do, Or do they just go in like a random big ass like conference room then? Because how are they going to get all the A's player stuff out and then all the Raiders player stuff in and then vice versa? I mean, they build, a bitch. they build stands onto the field. 
Yeah. Like seating. So maybe it's under the seating. Either way, that's a bitch. It's got to be real ghetto. <laughs> that's why they're moving to Vegas. Uh, we got the Seahawks barely beating the Bengals. 21-20 yeah. in Seattle. Not good. Rough look for Seattle. Maybe the Bengals aren't as bad as everyone thinks. No, they are. I think it's just a bad game by the Seahawks. And then we got the tie, the Saints win. Yeah, I think we covered everything, Ty. It was a fun first week. It was. It was good. I'm glad the Chargers started 1-0. And now we got the Lions next week, which should be a win, hopefully. Should be a lock, but you never know. I'm hoping the Rams continue with their bad play next week because uh, that's a redemption game. Oh, that's a major redemption game. a big-time redemption game. Big time. For them to prove that they are the dominant team and they beat you. you. No, they aren't. Oh, we also got the Packers-Bears on Thursday. Oh, we didn't talk about the Chiefs either. Record that. Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I did talk about that. I talked about how it was a fucking mortal lock, and I yeah, we didn't talk about the game. Talk about Tyree Kill getting hurt, and he's on my fantasy team. I don't like him as a human, but and Nick Foles breaking his collarbone. Yeah, that sucks. But their backup, he was almost my well lookout for that guy. Guy, I mean, he should have been right there. Jacoby Brissett was right there too. I'm just saying that guy was. He did. He played pretty damn good. Twenty two for twenty five, two hundred seventy five yards. Granted, the Chiefs defense is god awful, but he was almost my well lookout for that guy guy yeah the packers and bears that was boring i didn't even watch it i didn't either i worked or i had no i had school i had school and i think my class my lecture in class was more entertaining than that football <laughs> game probably was tell who's your whoa watch out for that guy guy of the oh, week kj okay, <laughs> my whoa watch out for that guy guy, guy. of the week mm-hmm. hollywood brown okay <laughs> now okay just for reference here before the podcast i said jay which team does your guy, your will watch out for that guy, guy play for? And he said, no, don't worry about it. We aren't going to have the same guy. And you just gave me one hell of a smirk, Jay, and you're typing in other players. I'm not doing anything. Do you want to talk about the kind of week he had? Well, uh, yeah, Jay, I do. I do okay. want to talk about it. All right. Because the man is a fucking deep threat monster. Five targets, four receptions, 147 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns on his first two receptions of his career. That's pretty phenomenal. Don't forget, he's uh, what's his name's cousin, Antonio Brown's cousin. Yeah, don't forget. We're gonna, we're just gonna hope he's a little more mental, mentally stable, <laughs> because the man's got some fucking just jets. Yeah, he looked good. He I'm helped gonna, Lamar Jackson put up them fucking fifty nine. I'm points. gonna pick him up on the in my fantasy league tonight at midnight. I think it opens up again. I'm gonna pick him up. Oh, you need to it's either this night or Wednesday night. I'm not sure. He's fucking huge, especially with threat. Tyreek Hill out. With how fast he is. Yeah, but knowing me, I'll pick him up. He'll end his career next week. <laughs> That's definitely my whoa. Watch out for that guy, guy. Very, very nice pick, Ty. Thank you, Jay. It's almost as if you wanted to pick him. It was such a good pick. I think my whoa, watch out for that guy, guy, is going to be Gardner Minshew from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, Jay. (laughs) 22 of 25 passing for 275 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Get this. Oh, wow. Never mind. That's not him. Deshaun Watson was sacked six times. I told you. In terms of rate on NFL, which I think there's like a different between rating and quarterback rate. I don't know. There's like two different. I think it's passer rating or quarterback rating or some shit. Lamar Jackson had a perfect 185.3 rating. So did Dak Prescott. Yeah, they both had insane fucking games. Carter, Gardner Minshew had a 122.5, which is one, two. I'm not counting RG3 because he came in for six plays. One, two, three, four. Five, six, not counting Nick Foles, seven, ninth in the league. That's not bad. Pretty good. And one of them ahead of him is Kirk Cousins, who only threw the ball ten times. Yeah, I don't even know if you should count him. I'm just saying, Jaguar fans, you thought your year was over. Nick Foles, the guy you spent all this money on. Tyler said they were a sleeper team. 
everyone listened to that was like, wow, that guy's right. Just just to clarify, I said they were a sleeper team that wasn't going to make the playoffs. And, you know, you get your quarterback, you spend all this money for Big Dick Nick. He does. He gets hurt, only attempts eight passes. You're like, wow, season's already over. Nope, we don't got no Blake Bortles in Jacksonville anymore. We got Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Now, hear me out here, Jay. Who's going to save their season. It's going to rally around them, and they're going to make the playoffs. Hear me out here, Jay. Everyone knows the famous story of how Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yes. In the Super Bowl. Yes. What if Nick Foles is standing in for Carson Wentz for the Jaguars, and the Jaguars back up, leads him yeah, to the Super Bowl Yeah, he's the new Nick Foles. It's like passing the torch. It was passing the torch. Carson one. Wentz passed the torch to Nick Foles. Now Nick Foles is going to pass it to Gardner Minshew. Came out of, let me tell you a little bit about Gardner Minshew. I want to hear. Because we got to watch out for this guy. He's from Washington State. He okay. went to Brandon High School in Brandon, Mississippi. Okay. Shout out to my cousin Brandon. Yeah, I wouldn't trust the school named after him. But um, Let's see. He played sparingly during his freshman year, but he became the quarterback his sophomore year, a job he kept through his senior year. During his sophomore year in 2012, he led the Bulldogs to the 6A Mississippi Championship game where they lost 23-31. Um, he was a thirty a three star prospect and only the seventieth best pro style quarterback in his class coming out of high school by the twenty four seven sports.com composite. Um he played football at Troy and then he attended Troy on an academic scholarship, not oh, a not a uh, yeah, but for a semester before deciding to transfer to Northwest Mississippi Community College. From there, I believe he went to East Carolina University. And then from East Carolina University, he went to Washington State. So, uh, pretty good. Sounds like a guy who's been underrated his whole life. Absolutely. Not giving credit. A little uh, bit of a little bit of Tom Brady story going on there. Absolutely. This is a... Uh, when was he drafted? Let's see. Was he even drafted? I think he might have been undrafted. He was a six-round pick. Pick 178. What pick was Tom Brady, you might ask? I am asking that, Jay. Six-round pick, 199. 21 picks higher than Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but Jaguars, you might have the next Tom Brady. Yeah. Wait, get this. So Tom Brady, who did he take over for? Drew Bledsoe? That was his name, right? Who? The one he took. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. When Drew Bledsoe got injured. In 2000 or whatever year it was? Sure. No fucking clue. Um, You know I hate Tom Brady. 2002 or 2001. When did he get hurt? Yeah, 2001, during the second game of the 2001 season. Drew Bledsoe, in 2001, was 33 years old. Do you know how Nick, old Nick Foles is right now, Ty? I'm just going to guess 33 years old. Nah, he's got to be old. He's I'm 30 years old. He's 30 years old. Oh, wow. I, that man yeah. is not I was, I, was, I was reaching for some sort of comparison, and I couldn't find it. I still like it. I like it, too. Jaguars got to be right. Gardner Minshew is the new Tom Brady. He kind of He looks like Tom Brady with a mustache. Whoa, watch out for that guy. I think, get this, Tom Brady, you know, he's got his TB12 method and all that stuff. Tom Brady cloned himself when he was 23 years old, kept him in a little isolation chamber. Gave him a mustache. Slapped a, a mustache, mustache on him. Fake mustache. Doesn't really look much like Tom Brady besides that, other than them being white and having the same hair. Just saying. It could be like his cousin. He cloned his cousin, that way people wouldn't realize. What time was the game at? Uh, I just want to know if they, 1 PM no, they weren't time. playing the same time as the Patriots. That could have been Tom Brady with a mustache. <laughs> they look nothing alike. <laughs> they look, they're just both white and they have the same hair color. Well, I'm glad you found a backup. We'll watch out for that guy, Jason. That was my original guy the whole time. That's a goddamn lie. And you know it. But Jason, I'm having some problems here. Okay. 
I can't get it up. Okay. Who's your ED player of the week? ED player of the week. Couldn't get up when the moment mattered most. I'm going to go with the entire Detroit Lions football team. Oof. Yeah. Let's hear it. Entire Lions. So they had a 24-point lead in the fourth quarter against a rookie quarterback who looked god-awful, went in the bag, and they just... They just blew it to shit, bro. They went soft. They, they couldn't finish. Did you watch the game? I did not. So there was a moment in the game. I think the Cardinals had no timeouts, one timeout, whatever. There's like two minutes left. The tie, the Lions, you know, the, the play clock's running down. They run like this this uh, play where they motion this one guy, and he motions across the backfield, and it, like he motioned to the left. So then like the linebacker kind of went that way, and then the running back went out right, and Stafford threw it up to the running back, and the running back went like 30 yards. It was like third and four or whatever. Would have been, you know, first down, end the game. Except right before they hiked it, the offensive coordinator of all people, I think it was the offensive coordinator, wasn't even the head coach, called timeout. That's beautiful. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Called timeout. They don't get the first down. The head coach is pissed. They have to punt it. Cardinals go down, score the game time touchdown. Cardinals go down, get the get go ahead field goal. The Tiger, the Tiger, the Lions were able to tie it, but they just blew it. That was one a game they absolutely should have won, and they just could not come up when it mattered most, especially. My ED player of the week, it's going to be uh, the Lions offensive coordinator. I was going to say, it's ED coach of the week. The guy who, who called timeout, which it might not even be him. Depending on how old he is, may actually have ED. I think it was him. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter. I've heard of him before. <laughs> James' name's Cooter? James Robert Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> I love that your ED player of the week's last name is slang for a vagina. Oh, wait, no. That was the old, that was the old guy. Never mind. Well, that's unfortunate. Daryl Bevel. That was real funny. Daryl Bevel. Yeah, we're just going to go with the other guy. I don't like that guy's name. Sorry, Jim Bob Cooter, to uh, slander you. You were not the one that called timeout. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was him. Yeah, that's my ED uh, player of the week. That's real unfortunate. Yeah, it was Daryl Bevel. All right. They're real who's, soft. Who's, who's your ED player of the week, Ty? Jason, we talked about ED. Mm-hmm. Elite disappointment. Oh, wow. Did you just come up with that right now? No, I said that before. Oh, okay. Last season. <laughs> the one game we did? Two. Oh, okay. Elite disappointment, Jason. This man was top five in MVP odds coming mm. into the season. Yeah, I almost mentioned him earlier, and then I went off course because you looked at me a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Because Baker Mayfield is my ED player of the week. <laughs> the man didn't Fittingly wake so. up. He didn't wake up feeling dangerous. He woke up feeling soft. Mm-hmm. How the fuck do you throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter? I don't know how he missed Odell Beckham. At all in that game. Man was wearing $350,000 on his wrist. <laughs> I think should have been shining in your eyes the whole fucking game when he was open. Yeah. I'm kind of happy they lost. I Last mean, year I rooted for the Browns. Now I'm rooting against them. I want them to suck. I've, I, I was really upset with them when they got uh, Hunt. Yeah. But uh, Baker. What the fuck? I like Baker too. He I do like Baker. Shit the bed. But I mean, 25 for 38. 65% uh, completion, 258 yards. Not bad, but you can't throw three interceptions in one fucking quarter. You're yeah. not Nathan Peterman. Yeah. I mean, their defense got sauce too, but yeah. Yeah. The Browns just put up a but no one was giant hyped. goose egg. No one was big time hyped about their defense. Everyone was big time hyped about Baker Mayfield. Well, their defense, no, their defense is pretty good. Was their defense got, third in like MVP odds preseason? I don't know. But Baker I know. Was. <laughs> they let up 21 points in the fourth quarter. 21 points. So it was 22-13 before the heading in the fourth quarter. That's a winnable game. 100%. And then you let up 21 yeah, points. Marcus Mariota beat you. 
three interceptions. Yeah, and Joe Flacco's dumbass. Look at him right there, letting Derek Carr beat him. Look at that. Derek Carr's having the game of his life right now because I bet on him. Bet against him. Game yeah. of his life. Huh? 16 for 17, 178 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. It's got to really hurt to be a Broncos fan right now to see Derek Carr beating you. It hurts to be me. What do you mean? Yeah, but you're just, this is going to happen. It's going to be one week. You're going to move on, Jay. No, because even if the Broncos win, it's probably going to hit the over because they're going to have to score like a decent amount of points because yep. the way Derek Carr's playing, he's probably not going to be stopped. Nope. Um, you already pushed your luck, Jay. You can't expect the first part of your parlay to come down to the wire like that and expect to win the parlay. You just can't do it. You that use, should be a sign that like good things are no, coming. you use all your luck in the first game. You don't have any left for the end. You just got to make sure that first one's a lock. I'm about to hedge my bets and just bet like $1,000 on the Raiders winning this game. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Baker's sucks. Uh, ED player of the week, though. Just to clarify. Very soft. I'm the ED player of the week. I always ED win. gambler of the week. I always win bets I don't make and lose bets I do make. Every time. I'm pr- pr- everyone probably says that, but it's true with me. I'm sure it is, Jay. <laughs> Have you even been keeping up with baseball at all, Ty? Uh, Mike Trout's hurt. Oh, that's rough. I'm sorry. You know about that? No. <laughs> yeah, he had some little baby surgery or something on his foot. Is he done they, for the year? Um, no, he's supposed to be out like the rest of the week, but I hope he's probably done for the year. Just shut him down. Yeah. It's one thing with Otani. got Ohtani. nothing to play for. It's one thing with Otani last year. Yeah. And like even that was a bad idea. I've said it. Don't fucking do that to Mike Trout. He's already got MVP on lock. Yeah, absolutely. Are the Angels officially eliminated from the playoffs? Um, Wild card too? I, w- I want to say no, but there's a good chance yes. I think if they're not, their elimination number is like one. It's Yeah, it's got to be fucking... Right down to the wire. And their elimination number is two. Two. So if they win, yeah. I mean, we're ten games under. Just shout out to, a, I believe his name was Creole Williams on Twitter. The guy who criticized me and said I should be fired from my writing job because I said the Angels didn't have a chance to win the World Series this year. And said that, quote, this is going to blow up when we win it this year. End quote. Definitely didn't blow up. Yeah, because it was correct. However, I will say uh, we had some injuries, Jay. Oh, my God. Can't foresee injuries. Right when your team came back and you said, oh, it's it's time to get hot. That's They had their they beat us. They won the World Series, and they literally shut down the rest of the year. They said, we have nothing else had, to play for. Had some injuries and uh, maybe something else. We actually didn't speak about that last, last week, the autopsy results, but I guess it's old news now. Yeah, not good. Yeah. I heard my dad told me that someone in the Angels organization is the one that gave him the drugs. Oh, you know, there's a fucking full-on investigation going on right now because they think someone assisted him. Some would say the Angels are a shitty organization. Some would say uh, the Dodgers planted him. Oh, my God. Why would would the Dodgers plant them? You tell me. (laughs) That's why we're doing an investigation. That sucks, Ty. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's real bad. I'm wondering how bad, like how deep they're going with the investigation. Because that might be why we're losing so much right now. Oh, my God. Players are getting interviewed before every game. Oh, my God. That's not why you're losing. That's not why we're losing. You're losing because you have no though. pitching. Yeah. We're just looking forward to next year of maybe getting Garrett Cole. And Probably other pieces. Not. Otani coming back. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. We're getting an ace. <laughs> every, like, once a week. <laughs> um, The Dodgers are... Eh. I don't know. We swept the Rockies. Then we lost two of three to the Giants. Now we play the Baltimore Orioles for three games starting tomorrow. Are you nervous about the uh, Diamondbacks heating up, Jay? Absolutely not. 
I think they're elimination numbers two. <laughs> they are heating up though. No, they might make a wild card spot, but they're damn hot. <laughs> There's no way they're winning fucking division. Shit, knowing my luck, they'll fucking sorry, excuse my language. The Diamondbacks will be Does the team we play in the NLDS. This is an explicit podcast. You can cause a little. The Diamondbacks will play us in the NLDS and beat us. Um, no, but the Dodgers kind of worrisome. They're only two and a half games. No, now they are three. They're only three games ahead of the Braves now for NL home field advantage. So everyone's talking about World Series home field advantage. The Braves have been sneaking up on us. We're mm-hmm. five and five our last ten. Braves are nine and one. And you got two teams to worry about in the American League for World Series home field advantage. So I'd be more worried about getting there first. I'm going to be honest with you. Let's hear it, Jay. I don't care about World Series home field advantage because I genuinely don't think we're going to make the World Series this year. It's a gut feeling, and I know Dodger fans listen to this will be like, he's so pessimistic. I talked about this last week. And go ahead, make me go viral if we end up winning at all. I just have this feeling. Like Would, I said at the beginning of the year, you need luck, you need talent, which we have, you need whatever, and you need luck okay. to make the World Series three years in a row. Now, Jay, have you written an article about this? I don't know. I write so damn much, I don't remember. I'm going to need you to dive in, see if you wrote an article about how the Dodgers aren't going to win a World Series this year. Okay. If they do win a World Series, will you print that out and eat it? Absolutely. That'll be the most delicious article you've ever tasted. Absolutely. Okay. I will swallow that paper. That's an agreement. Yeah. You're going to eat your article. Yeah, I will. I don't know if I've written an article, but... Well, you need to write one now, so we have (laughs) one there for you to eat. It'll taste delicious, I guarantee it. Yeah, I'll probably write it maybe when the playoffs start around then okay i'm fine with it just like a little column style like my opinion not like a newsy okay. article obviously that's, that's the initiation for a journalist i don't know man <laughs> and honestly i feel like the way baseball does home field advantage i feel like there's not as big of an advantage being the home field team i like the the way the nba does it more how but do they do it i think they do it two two one 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 so home team gets the first two games Way team gets the next two. Home team gets the fifth game, visiting sixth, home seventh, which is travel issues. I just feel like the 2-3-2. Two, two, honestly, the middle games are probably what's really important. Like if the away yeah. team can steal some from at home and then they're going to their stadium. Exactly. You steal one in Houston and then you have three games at home. Yeah. Or I say Houston. I'm thinking of the 2017 World Series. <laughs> but, but I mean. It kind of, it really fucks you over. Those middle games are pivotal fucking games, you know? I mean, either way, we fucking, we had home field in 2017, we lost. We had, didn't have home field in 2018, we lost, so I don't think it matters. Which, it is good to start the series on the home, at home, especially with Dodgers case, because they're so good at home. You could potentially go up 2-0, then that's huge, you have the momentum. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. It's tough, but when you think about it, 2-3-2. Two, I feel there's still an advantage to the home team. I just don't feel like it's as much as it should be. I just that you, makes sense. If you have the chance to steal one from the away team at home, you have those fucking three games at home to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, Braves are sneaking up. We got the good thing. The Braves have a hard schedule. I think they. Well, this was dating back a few days ago. They played the Nationals and the Phillies like literally 13 games in a row or something like that. Like only Jesus the Nationals Christ. and the Phillies. So those are two teams in the playoff hunt. I don't know about the Phillies. I hope the Phillies make it. That way we can go to NLDS Phillies game. But actually looking at it, the Phillies are pretty much done. Um, sorry, Miko. Oof. Um, Some would say they weren't contenders preseason. <laughs> shut just, up. Just throwing it out there. Shut up. No one said that, especially not you. <laughs> um, and then, but we play, we have an easy schedule. We have the Orioles for three games. And then my phone is slow as hell, so it's not loading. Ugh. Of course, when I need it the most. I think we have the Orioles, and then we have, like, the Padres. 
So we have the Orioles, the Mets, who I think the Mets are kind of out of contention. I don't know. We're in New York, uh, so that might be troublesome. So. But we got the Rays at home. That could be a tough series. We got the Rockies, who have been god-awful, just swept them at home. Got the Padres. They're not great. And then the Giants, who always play us tough. But that's not that tough of a schedule. Whereas the Braves, I think, play... Let's see. The Braves are in their Philly series right now. They play. They won today. They play the Phillies three more times. And they play the Nationals three times. And they play the Phillies three times. And then they got the Giants, the Royals, the Mets. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how close we are to World Series home field advantage because I'm not even looking at that, honestly. I'm in football mode, baby. uh, Astros and Yankees both have 95 wins. Another two games ahead of us. My goal is just hopefully maybe the Twins will make the World Series. There you go. Hopefully, like, some terrible team with no pitching just somehow sneaks in, and then we just obliterate them. Yeah, but if they're on a heater to sneak in like that, they're going to run you over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's the thing. If the Dodgers are hot in the World Series, dude... There's, like, serious blowout potential. Like, well, if we play the Yankees, I don't know. I, probably not because Yankees and the Astros are the most likely teams. But I don't know. I've seen this team when they're hot, and they're fucking good. But I've also seen this team when they're cold, and they're not very good. I think best-case scenario for you, Braves get eliminated early. Well, the NLDS, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. They get eliminated early. You guys get an easy NLCS. The Cubs. Give me the Cubs. I'll take the Cubs. Okay. And then you got to hope the Yankees and Astros go to seven in the ALCS. But that's what down. happened in 2017. We beat the Cubs. We pretty much swept the Cubs. We gentlemen swept them. They won game four, and then we yeah. beat them like 10-1 to 1 in the fifth game. Astros and Yankees won seven games, and it didn't fucking matter. It didn't fucking matter. We. It does. It's real unfortunate also that Garrett Cole is fucking on fire right now. I think he's had three or four games in a row of 14 strikeouts. 2017 Dodgers was the best team to not win the World Series in, in MLB <laughs> history, dude. I made the take that it was just the Dodgers this dodger team (laughs) well actually probably the 119 win mariners or however many they won they're probably the best team to not win the world series they're probably right there dude we had that series oh my god i talk about this once every two months and it makes me mad every time we win game one we have kenley jansen on the mound game two some would say the start of his unraveling Mm -hmm. at the time elite lights out no doubt in my mind he's gonna make the save let's have a home run to marwin fucking gonzalez who would have thought marwin fucking gonzalez to tie the game they win an extra all-time dodger villain Game three, you Darvish just gets shit on. They win that game, whatever. Game four, Alex Wood pitches a gem. We win the game. We should have won game two. We should be up 3-1 at that point. Game five, we have a 3-0 lead. Blow it. Then like a 6-3 lead. Blow it. Back and forth, back and forth. Some would say the greatest World Series game of all time. Game six? Game five. Okay. Yeah, we lost it. Game six, we win it. Game seven. Oh, yeah, it was game five. You Darvish just shits the bed again. Oh, dude, that's fucking that bullshit. That game five was fucking wild. We that lost. Was, well, that was the two home runs from... Correa and I think Altuve. It was the game where it was like 12 to 13. Yeah. That was a good fucking game. All I know is we lost the game because Marwin fucking Gonzalez and you Darvish. And last year, Ryan Matson let up a lot of runs in the fucking World Series. He was on our team for a month and now he's fucking out of the league. That's the guy who lost the World Series for us. We don't got none of that this year, but we're not going to make the World Series. But it's all right. We're young. So our windows. I'm ready for 10 years of fucking stress. I feel it, Jay, with my Saints. Do you? Because after the first half of tonight's game, you said last year was the year to win it. And I said... Some would say the window's closing. Also, you're you're just pulling snippets here, Jay, because I said at the very beginning of that tweet, 
I know it's just week one, so I'm not going to overreact. <laughs> that's just the save it myself. It was at halftime of the first game of the season. That's the. This is how I'm kind of feeling, but I'm going to put this ahead of my ahead of it just to save myself. I've been there. I saved myself. We looked fucking great. I've I've heard rumblings of sixteen and zero. Yeah, I got to write a good, bad, and ugly article about the Saints for that art that game. I've been the one making the rumblings of sixteen and zero. <laughs> I think the ugly is going to be you guys on third down. You guys did not look very good on third down. Defense or offense? Defense. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Cam you had Jordan some, was a fucking monster, but third down, no one showed up. You had some good uh, stops in some of the drives, but there was a few of them I was watching where like Deshaun Watson scrambled and he had a deep pass and like he had they had a lot of third down action. There was the one where they were, had third down on the six. They ended up punting that drive, but they had like a thirty yard completion or something. Our pass rush was good. Yeah, like six or seven sacks. Yeah, six sacks. Yeah, so didn't fucking matter in our second like i said hey, everyone burn them like i said i said your defensive line you were like marcus davenport did he have a sack today i bet you he had a big game like i don't I think said. he did actually fuck i'm looking him up and we had a Going couple of linebackers cam jordan had the first one of the season he just had two tackles that's it it's all right he's he's just settling in but that's baseball me just bitching and moaning about the dodgers let's uh let's do a little change pace here jay you're real down let's give away a funko pop all right, so we Thor Funko Pop giveaway. We tweeted it two weeks ago. We had a winner last week. I will not mention who it is. Um, didn't claim it. We just we did, clarified in the tweet. You have to claim it before Sunday of this week. Blah 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 blah, or before Monday. We'll say moving forward, we will be very clear in our ruling. Yeah, we apologize for any confusion. Yeah. So we need to pick a winner. Hopefully the winner listens so they can claim their reward. If not, we're just going to keep picking and keep picking. People are going to forget about it. We might just have to do a new tweet. This is going to roll over. Yeah, we, maybe we just start our next giveaway. Just rolls in with this one. We double giveaway. That might be if we do th- if we do three giveaways without someone winning. I think we're going to double up. Okay, maybe I don't know. We'll see. So what I'm gonna do? Is I'm gonna do a random number generator. Generate that random number, Jay. We have 26 people who retweeted retweeted our tweet. I'm not gonna look at the list yet because I don't want to know who wins. So minimum one, maximum 26. We're gonna randomly generate this number. Whatever the number is, I'm going to go scroll top from bottom. So first person is one, two, three, four. So the first person would be the most recent. I'm going to make sure they follow us. Um, and then that they responded to our initial tweet. Because we said, who do you think's fault is it, Sony or Disney? That was part of the agreement. And then if they meet those requirements, they win the Funko Pop. Give um, me that number, Jay. Honestly, maybe if... I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. All right. One to 26. Generate. Get this. Number 26. So literally the bottom of the list. Hopefully it wasn't someone we know because then that might be uh, contentious. Uh, issue here, Jay? Yeah? It says 26, but we can only see 22 of the retweets. Why? <laughs> I think they're probably on private or something. We do not follow them. Which means they can retweet our tweet, but we cannot see that they retweeted our tweet. All right, one through 22 then. I'm, I would say pick number 22, but I'm not going to say that because that's not the number that the generator picked. Sorry, number 22, whoever you are. One through 22, number 20. So the third from the bottom. No. Is there actually 22 people? Three, four, five, six, seven, there eight, is. nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Doesn't follow us. Wildcard Charles. That's a goddamn shame. That's a shame, Charles. We're drawing again, buddy. Just giving it away. Guess what? Number 20 fucking two. 
the bottom of the list, Eric, honest opinions. It's uppins. Honest opinions follows us. Did he respond to the initial tweet though? 90% sure he did. Yes, he did. I'd blame both sides for failing to come to an agreement, but Sony broke the hearts of many fans and failed to successfully negotiate as they had more authority. Words of wisdom from Eric. Eric, you were the winner of a Thor limited edition Funko Pop at Honest OPNS. Please DM us. Um, we're following you, so the DMs are open. So please DM us that you listen to you winning the award. You got to contact us. We will ship it, pay for all that, and that's uh, no worries. And you have until midnight Sunday. 11.59 p.m. on Sunday night. Yes. If you say midnight Sunday, he might think like Saturday, you know, Saturday leading to Sunday. So we'll say 11.59 Sunday night. Get your Funko Pop. Okay, hey, real quick. Broncos have three points. I'm pretty sure the Raiders just punted because John Gruden looks pissed. Does he ever look happy, though? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, all right, what's next, Ty? Jay, you saw a movie this past week. Peanut Butter Falcon. I wanted to go see this movie. It's in limited theaters. I didn't give the effort that I could have to go and oh, see it. Oh, you actually wanted to see it? Because I suggested it to you. Yeah. Did okay. you watch the trailer after mm, I suggested yeah. it? It looks fucking good, huh? It does. It is fucking good. Is it? It is good. Give us a little non-spoiler, little sp- sprinkle in what you got to. I'm going to go get some water, Jay. Let's hear about this movie. Well, I went to, I went, drove like 45 minutes to go see it. I got some Chick-fil-A. Love Chick-fil-A, as always. Chick-fil-A. Went and saw the movie. Great movie. It's kind of like an indie film. It's got Shia LaBeouf, but Shia LaBeouf's kind of doing indie film stuff now. Saw a preview. He has a movie that's like about his life as a child actor. Don't know if you've seen that. Oh, looks fuck? interesting. It looks great. Um, so this movie is about a child. Well, he's not a child. He's like 22, I think. Person with Down syndrome. He's put in a elderly home because there's no proper ter- caretaking units for him or whatever. So he's is in this, an elderly home. Is this set in modern day? I don't know, because they had phones and they were flip phones. Oh, so maybe a little older? Just because yeah. you're saying there's no properly like proper facilities. And yeah, so I don't know what the time frame was. It's, it takes place in North Carolina. It was modern, but it wasn't like well, they didn't have modern. iPhones I and everything. I feel like North Carolina still lives in 1990. Oh, God. Hopefully we don't have any North Carolina listeners. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm not afraid. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Uh, he escapes the thing. He finds Shia LaBeouf, who's on the run because he's kind of like a loser, you know, gets himself in some trouble. So he's trying to flee to Florida. The kid with uh, Down syndrome, I don't remember his name, wants to go to wrestling school. Wrestling. And so Shia LaBeouf agrees to take him to wrestling school. It's a Mark Twain style, you know, adventure movie with, you know, Shia LaBeouf, the no-nonsense kind of hillbilly, you know, kind of gangster, I guess, hillbilly gangster. Wow. With the Down syndrome kid who fucking nails it. He's fucking hilarious in this movie. Um, And it was good. The girl, Dakota Fanning, I think her name is. I'm probably wrong about that. Um, she was very good. I think that's her name. Look up the cast. Uh, yeah, Dakota Johnson. Okay, not Dakota Fanning. She was really good in this. She's pretty cute too. I'm not gonna say anything to Riley about that though. <laughs> um, it was really good. You got some wrestling uh cameos from Mick Foley and Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, Jake the Snake. Yeah. You heard, you heard that man's uh interview on Joe Rogan? No, I think it was Joe Rogan. No. About because I know his life like went to shit. Oh, it's, it's a it's a wild one. Yeah, please continue. But great movie though. Absolutely, it was great. Um, I decided to do a movie scale on it, even though it's not official because only one of us have seen it. As an asterisk, it's going on the scale, which is like asterisk. half our movies at this point. That's okay. Did you ever watch Lego Batman? Nope. Do you ever watch the one movie I told you to watch today? Yeah, I did actually. Which one? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll just run through this quick plot story. I gave it a 15. I feel like it's kind of similar to the Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, whatever. You know, it had its unique twist, but I don't think it was any, necessarily anything revolutionary Okay. in terms of the overall plot. It did have some key parts and key moments that I think drove it, but I don't think overall it was exceptional. That's what gave it a 15. Visual cinematography, I gave it a 14. They had some really good shots with LaBeouf and um, the guy's, I don't know his actual name. Had some good shots, some good like little montage shots, stuff of that nature. Some good like sun sunset shots, just kind of routine stuff. Nothing that like really blew me away. But I am taking a storytelling class for Cal State Fullerton. I'm like learning about all the different like in-depth ways to look at shots. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this movie in that way. I was like, oh, why did the dude, guy do this and that? And I just think honestly, I think that kind of stuff, you're just overthinking it. <laughs> I will say I saw a behind the scenes thing of one of the Mission Impossibles. Uh-huh. And it was like a guy wearing a camera as Tom Cruise jumped out of a plane was like skydiving. Uh-huh. And this guy had to like walk backwards and jump out of the fucking plane while Tom Cruise jumped in front of him so he could get the shot. Yeah. Wild shit. That would have gave me a 20 on the scale. Please continue. Key elements, which in this case I considered actually number one to be heartwarming. <laughs> I guess that's an element. I like it. Nailed it. The humor. It was funny. We'll say... Little drawback, the trailer makes it seem funnier than it is. It's not a comedy first movie. There are very funny parts and like the the kid with Down syndrome, he's very funny. Like I found myself laughing a lot with at what he said, but it's not a comedy first movie. So if you, if someone's expecting that going into it, don't expect that. Like there's funny moments and it is a movie that make might make you laugh like a comedy, but it's not driven like a comedy. That makes it's sense. It's not the main part of it. And I think what makes it so comedic is just the the nature of the actor who played the Down syndrome kid cuz he also has Down syndrome on his, also, it was just kind of, I don't know. Oh, it was like a feel good life. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's pretty bitching. I'm like 95% sure. Zach got, got the skin. He can pull a, what is that? Leonardo DiCaprio? I, I might be wrong, actually. No, yeah, he's got Down syndrome. That's bitching. Okay, good thing I wasn't wrong about that. That would have been bad. Um, characters, I gave it a 20. Really enjoyed him. Really enjoyed LaBeouf. He killed it. Absolutely killed it. I like seeing Shia LaBeouf make some good movies. I do too. He's been on a, he went a little fucking crazy there. That's the kind of movies an artist makes, or these kind of movies. But you know what? Now he's just doing it. <laughs> uh, the girl was great. Uh, the secondary characters are great. Everyone was great. I, I thought it was great. And enjoyment, I gave it an 18. Okay. Because I feel like I could have enjoyed it more, but I still very much enjoyed it. And it was one of those movies where I left the movie theater, I just felt different. Mm. Like I told Riley, I was like, I don't know if I'm sad or happy right now, but I just, I, I, I feel something. That's art. <laughs> That's what movies are supposed to do. Feel. They're supposed to make you feel something. And I will say it doesn't have a, which I very much appreciated, doesn't have like a typical Hollywood ending. Ooh. I wouldn't say it's like, it's just, I don't want to give it away. Don't give it away, but I'll just say, I'll just, it's abrupt. It's an abrupt ending. Okay. Like when it ended, I was like, damn, I didn't know it ended. You know what I mean? I was like, wait, the movie's over, Riley? (laughs) Mm. So that's a total score of 86 out of 100, which I think is like as high of a score as I gave Spider-Man Far From Home, which is probably fair because I really, really like this movie. I even tweeted, it's probably one of my favorite movies of the year. I'm sorry, can you repeat the score? 86 out of 100. 86? We're going we're gonna to throw a little asterisk on it. Where is that? That's right behind Spider-Man, right? 88.5? <clears throat> that is good for fourth place on our list, right behind Spider-Man, right above Good Boys. Okay. What did Good Boys get? Good Boys got an 80, so significantly better than Good Boys. Wow. But yeah, got, I would say I enjoyed it more than Good Boys. We got Anchorman 94, Stars Born 91, Far From Home 88.5, Peanut Butter Falcon 86. And then we got Good Boys Yesterday, Stuber, and Lion King. What did I tweet? I tweeted something about... I have so many damn tweets. Yeah, The Peanut Butter Falcon was one of the best movies I've seen in quite some time. One of those movies that makes you feel some type of way the rest of the day. Mm. 
and I felt some type of way the rest of the day. I highly, highly recommend seeing it. I feel like it's been a good year for cinema, Jay. It hasn't, but it's currently in its dry spell. We talked about that last week. Oh, this month is terrible for movies. Yeah. It's the back to school, you know, before the holidays. No one's got money to go see movies right now. Yeah. You know, the big Labor Day release was It. Which I think destroyed at the box office for for a horror. Like good or bad? Yeah, it did really good for like a horror movie. I would like to say, did I predict how I thought it was going to end on the podcast? I didn't see it. No, like did I tell you? Yeah, you did. And I heard you were accurate. Who told you I was accurate? You. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I did tell you that on Sunday. That's all right. I don't, I'm Let the listeners know if you listened last week and you heard my prediction of how it ends. Just know a little birdie told me that I was spot on. Did you see it? No. Oh, someone else who saw it told Riley how it ended, and Riley told me how it ended. We're and I was like, "Some along through the rumor mill right here, like a game of telephone." Yeah. We're gonna go watch it, and it's gonna be nothing. It's not even gonna be like, the not, clown isn't even. Gonna I'm be probably the last not gonna hour. watch it. I don't. I wanted to go watch it, and then I was like, I don't want to sit through a three-hour fucking movie. Like Endgame, I was like, holy shit, it's three hours, but it was like, it's Endgame. All right. Yeah. From what Riley was telling me is that the I think I talked to you about no I was telling my mom about this so the original It movie is only half of the book. Oh, because there's an It book by Stephen Hawking. Don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that until yeah, Riley told me. And that this movie is the other half of the original book that they oh, never covered. It won. The original, original It. So like the 80s or whatever It. Because wasn't, have you seen that It? Because I think this last It, It Chapter 1, was pretty much just a remake of the first It. I think so, yeah. So I'm pretty sure that that first It was only like the first half of the book. I have heard that so that's why this movie's like actually based on the book. It's not just like they made it up. Yeah, I have heard that like if I, I mean it would be absurd to watch fucking six hours worth of it. But if you watch one to two back together, it's like a fucking great storyline. Like two fucking completely just glides right in from one. Yeah, because it's yeah like a as book. if it was one story. Yeah, which so that, yeah that's what I'm saying. That makes sense. Which is what they're gonna do with the Disney Plus Marvel series, which I'm excited for. Even though I did say I'm a little unexcited that they're focusing more on TV shows. I'm not. I can't wait can't fucking wait jay great score. i don't know i don't know how i feel peanut butter falcon great score go a little off i don't know how I, i'm gonna watch them but i don't know I, all the i just i don't want their focus to be on tv shows i don't I, there's just something about going to the movies you know what i mean i think versus watching it at home i agree with that i think it's gonna be a good way for them to tell stories they wouldn't tell on the big screen yeah and it gives them like we talked about oh someone got hurt bad oh, shit. oh no Gary on Conley, the whole, both teams are surrounded near him and the carts on the field. And by the time you're listening to this, you already know what happened to him, but Ooh. Oh, we're seeing a replay. He's, oh, is he the defender that got hurt? So he falls. Is that, is he number 21 or is he 24? I'm assuming he's 24. So it looks like he went head to head with the running back and, or is it the Broncos guy who it was a Raider, right? The Raider was hurt or is Conley 21? Oh, right there. Oh. What happened? Yeah, number 21. The Raider player tackled the Broncos player. And then when the Raider player fell, watch watch 24 hit 21 right there. His butt, like, hits him and snaps his neck forward. Oh, oh pushes his head in. Like, you know, like like Mario hitting a block, like, pushed his head in. That could be Ooh, like that's a... that's fucking compressing his spine right there. That could be real bad. Yeah. That's scary. Oof. That is not a good sight. But yeah, the Marvel TV shows, I mean, it, it does. It gives them six hours or whatever if they do six one-hour episodes to tell like a big movie pretty much, which is what you've said is sounds like what their focus is with these TV shows, which I would like. If that's 
truly what it is, I would like that. I just hope it's not just like bullshit filler, you know, TV style episodes where it's like in episode one, WandaVision's going to defeat this mini bad guy. Find out who they beat next. You know what I mean? Like that bullshit. I think it's going to be a cohesive story that they tell throughout six hours that they wouldn't be able to tell on the big screen. I think it's going to be a more in-depth character study Mm -hmm. type movie, but you get to see it in six pieces throughout a fucking show. And I wonder if it's going to be released all at once. No. Like Netflix? Oh, no, they're spacing them out. You didn't hear about that? No. They're releasing one a week. That's good. It's going to be like a normal TV show. That I like way that. Kinda, and that's like, I think they're kind of going off the Game of Thrones. Yeah. To where that, the hype for that fucking show was insane because they released it every week. So everyone talked about it, what they think was going to happen, and then all the reactions and shit. You're going to get the same thing and it's just going to keep the MCU fucking chugging along. How big do you think these TV shows are going to be, though? They, they said they have fucking cinematic budgets. No, I mean in terms of popularity. Because there's definitely the MCU diehards that are going to watch it, but will the ca- I don't know if casuals will so, transfer over. And that brings up the like argument, like how much of the MCU fan base are casuals? I, I mean, there's a probably a decent amount of casuals, but... Like, is Miko going to watch these? You know what I mean? I feel like they probably will. Because it's six. It's only six shows. You sit I, down and watch them. I don't know if, the, if casuals will transfer, but I don't know how much of the audience is casuals. Yeah, I... I don't know. There's a lot of comic book fans. It's going to be top-notch shit to where it's not going to be because like the Netflix shows, not a lot of people watch those. Like I didn't even watch all the Netflix shows because it didn't relate to the movies. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it takes place and there'd be throwaway lines like, oh, the Hulk did this. Yeah. But it didn't relate directly. Yeah. These are going to be the people fucking, if you go and see the Marvel movies, you like the Marvel movies. Yeah. You like those characters and it's going to be those characters you like with their own movies or their own stories. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to do good. I'm looking forward to them. They got to start off strong. Whichever show did have they really are they like what shows coming first? Are they doing like the initial set of like four shows and releasing all of those like on the same day? Do you know? Um, I know it's not all at the same time. Whatever's first, they got to if they knock it out of the park and they do it good, then I think more and more people will go on. But if it's something where it's like if it's something where like the first series is kind of like if you know a lot about the MCU, you could follow along. If not, you're not going to be able to follow along. Then I feel like it's going to hurt the other shows potentially. Yeah. Um, I think Loki might be the first one. And that one's not really related. It's not. Um, but then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be big time related to the MCU. She-Hulk, that'll be exciting. We she, weren't even supposed to talk about the MCU. That's going to be a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just like the Hulk. And that's yeah, just I, girl Hulk. Yeah, I think Mark Ruffalo, if he shows up in that TV show, would be real good. I don't think they have to put him in there. I was, I was, re- Riley was rewatching Infinity War. I was kind of in and out of it the other day. Oh, I was wrong. Loki's the third one. What's first? Captain Falcon, whatever. Falcon, Falcon and, and the, the Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier and then WandaVision. I was telling Riley, I think out of the whole Infinity War saga being just the last two movies, uh, that's <laughs> what I meant. I think I was most disappointed with Hulk. And I think I've talked about this before, but I wish we got more Hulk. I agree. I understand why they didn't want him to fight in the first one, but he should have got one badass moment in that second movie where Hulk fought Thanos and this time they won because it wasn't Hulk just trying to like destroy it was like Hulk's power with Ruffalo's like intelligence and like combat ability I agree I think you can't build a character based on well that guy's fucking cool he goes around destroying shit and he's super strong and then have him all like just tossing shit around like I don't get the point of this yeah I don't I don't they could have done better Hulk's like Hulk's always been my second favorite too behind Spidey always wow and they just kind of fucked it up. I'm sorry. Hopefully they redeem themselves with She-Hulk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to those though, Jay. 
You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to our underrated, overrated movie list that we put together. A little over-under. Five movies of each. Five movies that we find overrated and underrated. Does not mean... Overrated does not mean it's a bad movie. It just means that we think it's viewed higher than it should be. Underrated doesn't necessarily mean it's a great movie, but it means that we think it's viewed lesser than it should be viewed. 100% agree with that, Jay. In terms of critics, in some cases, in terms of popular opinion, in some cases, it's just kind of a case-by-case basis. I agree. Um, With that being said, Jay... What are we starting with? Underrated or overrated? I think since your parlay is about to fail... Actually, 14-3, Broncos are in the red zone. Just saying, Broncos get two touchdowns when 17-14. Well, the bet wouldn't hit. The bet, the Broncos minus three would push, but then the under would hit, so I'd still win money. I just wouldn't win as much money because it'd be a push. Let's do underrated. Underrated. I'm going to start number one. I'm going to save my contentious okay. one for last. I'm going, yeah. I'm ranked, I ranked them five to one. I didn't rank mine. We'll do it. Just say number five at least. All right, number five, I'll say, <laughs> because this one's actually not that underrated. It actually has a 70% on Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes. But only has like a 55 on Metacritic, I think. My number five ranked movie, I, I think it's underrated because I really think it's great, is Dodgeball. The True Tale of an Underdog or whatever the actual full name is. Is that one of your movies, Ty? Number one on my list is in Dodgeball, <laughs> A True Underdog Story. I love it. We think alike, As soon as I saw friend. the 70, I was like, it's got to be that fucking movie. I just make it number five because it has a 70%, so I feel like in some way it's less underrated than these other movies. I... I get what you're saying with that. Underdog's in the name for one. Fucking love that. <laughs> Number two, when you look, like people talk about like oh the top comedies or whatever of like this decade or yeah. whatever, Dodgeball never gets it mentioned. It gets left out, and it yeah. is a fucking hilarious movie. See, I don't know if. Are you kidding me? The Broncos just had a wide open touchdown pass, and they dropped it. Who is that? Number seventeen. Are you kidding me? Oh, that pit, that fan is very upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, it gets left out. I don't know if we talked about it last week because I just watched it. I might have talked about it off the pod, and maybe that's why you subconsciously thought of it first, that I rewatched it again the other night, and it was fucking phenomenal. It's a great movie. I fucking it's love it. hilarious, dude. I laughed so much. I don't, it was a couple weeks ago they did ESPN The Ocho. They, I know they've ago. done that before, like a few years ago, yeah, too. Yeah, they did The Ocho, which is from that fucking movie, and they had like a bunch of random sports on yeah. all day, and it was fucking hilarious. It's, it's good. Vince Vaughn kills it. Ben Stiller kills it. I don't know the old man. Patchy patches hooligan. Yeah. yeah, he kills it. Five D's a dodgeball. Yeah. Dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. <laughs> it was good, dude. I, I found myself laughing just as much as it would a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking it's fantastic. I love Ben Stiller in this fucking movie. Yeah, his he's mustache. Great. He's just fucking he's he fantastic. Kills it. And uh I, I just it is not loved as much as it should One be. of the best credit scenes of all time. Do you remember the credit scenes? No. Where he's doing like the my milkshakes bring all the boys oh, to the yard. Yeah, and he's and like he's huge. dancing with it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest credit scenes of all time. Oh, I love it. I, I just, he fucking throws the wrench at the dude. Yeah. It cracks me up. This dude, he thinks he's a pirate. Yeah. He's like, you're not a pirate. And then they give him pirate's chest full of fucking money at the end. Yeah. Great running joke. Yeah. I, I just, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It is so underrated. Yeah. And it's rated high, but it's underrated. Absolutely. I agree. That's why it's on my list. That's why I'm surprised number, we had some overlap. It was number one on my fucking list, Jay. I'm 90% sure it's the only overlap. All right. What's number five on your list? Number five on my list, Jay. So I had two comedies, an action movie. Uh, don't know what you want to call the other movie. It's just a good movie. And a love story, Jay. Okay. I think I've talked about this love story before. Kind of a love story. Kind of dark. Okay. So is this your number five, the love story? Number five. It's got a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Remember me. 
Remember me. Has none other book Never seen it. than Batman himself, Robert Patterson. Never seen it. It's a, it's a dark movie. I watched it years ago. Haven't watched it in a while. But I remember it had the biggest oh shit moment out of any movie I've ever watched in my entire life. Really? Biggest what the fuck out of nowhere blindside. Like, I'm shitting you not. Like, I wake up for bed. I'm getting ready for work. I go in my shower and Mike Tyson's sitting there and punches me in the face. Was it like scary or just like a good plot twist? It's a holy shit plot twist end of the movie. Wow. See, now I can't. Now it might, might not surprise me as much, though, because you told me about it. I No. Like, like I, I can I, tell you and you can be expecting something and then it's just out of nowhere. Boom. You're punched in the face. But I, it, the, it might not be as big of a punch. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe. Because it, it might be a punch for Mike Tyson, but I'm still expecting a punch at least. I guess. Never it's like, and it's expecting... got a 7.1 on IMDb. 89% like this movie. See, that's what I'm saying. It's only got 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. The definition of underrated. <laughs> I'll have to see it. It's wild fucking ending. I don't remember the entire story all the way. I know it's it's kind of dark, but it's like it's like a romance movie. Like these two people fall for each other. And like they fight and they have issues. Mm-hmm. And then you get punched in the fucking face. They're really siblings. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll just Much... look up. It's a, I don't want to give too much away. Like a deeper meaning? It's very realistic punch in the face. Interesting. They just die? Very realistic punch in the face. They just die at the end of the movie? Very real world punched in the face. 9-11. That's coming up around the corner. I shouldn't say that. Is that actually the twist? (laughs) Are you serious? I shit you not. Okay, well, I'm I not mean, gonna watch it. You already, you already fucking spoiled it. It's old as shit. This is like this love movie, and they're going through all this shit. And he's got like this little sister who gets bullied, and he like stands up for his little sister, and his dad's a piece of shit. To his I wish sister. I wouldn't have guessed that. That would have got me. That, that would have got me. Fucking wild, dude. And it's like this whole movie, and this guy's like going through this shit, and he stands up for his little sister, and he goes like he's finally. I think he's like finally turning his life around, and he goes to meet his dad, who's like a businessman, and he's just in New York. You don't know where he is. And then he walks into the office, and you see, like, on a clock something, what time it is, September 11th, 2001, or whatever. What year is it? 2001? Yeah, 2001. And then all of a sudden, you see him look out the fucking glass. And he's in the office. He's the, in the World Robert Trade Patterson? Center. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson? Yes. He's in the World Trade Center. Wow. Fucking dead. Wow. Yeah. I, obviously, it wasn't that big if I guessed it. <laughs> but I mean, just watching a movie and then out of nowhere, it's just no, it would have got story, me. And then it's like, holy shit, it would have got me. Would you say maybe unnecessary, just trying to get a reaction because of it? I mean, it was a, it was a while after. Wouldn't it come out? Twenty ten. That's what I'm saying. Nine years after. But I don't know. What did it tell the story? That is pretty wild. Yeah, I'm kind of sad. I guessed it now. Yeah, it's just I'm amazed. You guessed it. <laughs> You're like, oh, I shouldn't say that. And you're like, no, that's why, Jay. Real world. <laughs> well, that's shit. in two days. That's why I felt bad. Yeah, but. Um, it's part of the story. Number four, like I said, I don't really have a list. I guess I'll go with number four, Shark Tale. 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I loved Shark Tale. That's all I got to say it's about Will it. Smith? Uh, I think it's Will Smith, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll, it's his only animated role besides like the genie, which was like half animated. Well, he's actually an animated movie coming up, that pigeon movie. Yeah. I think this is the second like, full-on animated movie. I will say Shark Tale was great. It was like the hood Finding Nemo. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. I love it. I'm going to get shit for this, but I enjoyed Shark Tale. I think I should Shark Tank earlier. I enjoyed Shark Tale more than Finding Nemo as a kid. If you, if I was eight years old, however old when this movie came out, and you presented me Finding Nemo or Shark Tale to watch, I would have picked Shark Tale. 
every time. I don't think it's a better story looking at it from an adult perspective. But I probably not. A, I think it's funny jokes and it's just a good movie to watch. It's probably not a better story, but I still. Well, I don't even remember what he's either. like. Fights a shark. Well, it's like a shark, but he's like a passive aggressive shark. But he like pretends to be a mean shark. Yeah, that's all I remember. Yeah, and then the guy Will Smith fights the passive aggressive shark. I think fakes it and oh, it's like a yeah. shark killer. Makes it look like he's all badass. Yeah, and then, then he runs into some shit. Yeah. That's a good movie. Relatable. Relatable story. How much does that have on Rotten Tomatoes? 36%. Oh, that's that's criminal. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's criminally underrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, going on to my list, you fucked up my list because you already gave away my number one. <laughs> so we're just going to go number four on my list, Jason. I've talked about it before. I want to call it a, almost like a, I don't want to steal this from podcasts because they have something similar to it. It's like a fast food movie. Okay. It's one of those movies... Are you stealing it from the podcast? Is this what they say? They call it a Delta or a Taco Bell movie. <laughs> but I'm just saying fast food. <laughs> it's not good. Okay. But it's so good. Okay. It's not a good movie. But, but I get you. Love the movie. I, I get you. I have one of those like that on my list. Need for Speed. Oh, I've never. Yeah, I've never seen that. Twenty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The storyline is absurd. It's just like Fast and the Furious, kind of. So he there's this like famous racer guy and he's like oh i'm a, I'm a local town racer and I, got, I own my dad's garage my dad's dead <laughs> and then he races the other guy as an asshole and then it's like this girl he loves her little brother's like oh let me race with you and then the asshole kills him and wow. blames it on him and he goes to jail and he gets out of jail and he's got to go like oh there, there's the underground race where you race all these supercars and the winner wins all these supercars and hmm. it's absurd storyline makes no fucking sense but why do you like it the fucking cars, Jay. I love me some cars, and it's yeah. just a whole lot of really expensive supercars and a fucking badass Mustang. Okay. And it's just a whole lot of fucking racing and fucking high octane badass. Bad testosterone. Ass. High octane testosterone. Yes. And I love it. It's not good. It might be an underrated movie, but the the video game franchise definitely isn't underrated because it's universally loved. Because the video game franchise is wonderful. It is, and this only has twenty two percent. That's that's it's just criminal. It is a great sit down, throw on a movie, and just enjoy a lot of fast cars going real fast, fucking shit up. I see it. Number three, I'm gonna go with. I have three left. I don't. I don't have an order. I'm gonna go with a movie we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Some would say it's a within the lines recommended, endorsed. If you're gonna be a fan of the podcast, you have to watch this movie. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. Twenty six percent Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna go with Law Abiding Citizen. Not on my list, but just missed it. <laughs> I told you to watch it. I was like. Ty, this is a great movie, and you you agree with me? It's a great movie. Only twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's absolutely fucking absurd. It, it seems like a movie that people would like, like critics would like more too, just because it's kind of like I don't know, like edgy and like different. It's like a, it's it just is. a different it's, it's, movie. It's just a nice little fucking psychological thriller with just like an anti hero. Yeah, I don't know I love why it. critics don't like it. I love this movie. I'm sure we could look up some professional who explains why, but Gerard Butler is great in it. You know, he's the anti-hero, wants to kill the guys for killing his family and just... Like, I don't even want to consider that one of those, like, fast food type movies. Because there's plenty of, like, gruesome, bloody, gory, badassness, like, going on. Yeah. But then it's got that cool fucking underlying plot where, like, he's he's three steps ahead of the game. Yeah, the whole time. He's like a, like a wannabe Joker. Kinda. Some would say. Um, sadly, there's nothing here but bloody offcuts from Death Wish, Saw, and The Silence of the Lambs in roughly that order. Full of incoherent, spitting rage, ignorant, paranoid violence, and a complete lack of internal logic. It's silly and nasty at the same time. Not a good combination. Law-abiding citizen may be the worst 
nihilistic movie I've ever seen. One of the more repugnant examples of Hollywood's cheap thrill approach to violence. Its voyeuristic brutality is matched only by its innate stupidity. See, that's absurd. It's got a pretty good fucking storyline to it. And you're just, you're sitting on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. I very much enjoy that movie, Jason. I very much respect it being on your list. I'm going to read one more. Mark Pfeiffer from Real Times Reflections on Cinema, January 31st, 2010, said, The diverting garbage that is law-abiding citizen would be more deplorable if it were possible to take this wholly implausible film seriously. Wow. Those people need to lose their job. I think they're just taking their job too serious. That too. I think they expected this movie to be like a, like a, uh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio, like Shutter Island, Inception, and it's not quite that. It, it's almost there, and it's a great movie, and you guys need to just rewatch it. I agree. Rewatch it as a, as a movie fan, not as a movie critic, and I guarantee you'll enjoy it. <clears throat> For my fourth pick? Fourth pick, Jay. Third pick. We did dodgeball. Fourth pick. Okay, well, you're third overall, right? Yeah, I'm going out okay. of order. I don't care. Okay. We, fucked, okay. we fucked up everything. 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. My worst rated movie. I got one that's worse. Oof. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Grandma's Boy. It Never is a comedy. It. It's with the Adam Sandler people and like that company, but it's not an Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, stoner comedy. This dude lives with his grandma, and his job is to test out video games, but I'm talking like PS1 video games. Okay. And he just smokes weed, and it's funny, and he tests out video games, and there's this really fucking nerdy guy who's like a prodigy game creator, mm-hmm. and he steals this guy's video game and wow. doesn't give him credit for it, because this guy's been like working on a video game on the side. Yeah. The guy's stoner grandma, well, not stoner, she accidentally drinks uh, weed tea, has <laughs> been practicing on the game and comes and beats the prodigy. Oh, Wow. To prove that it was her grandson's game. Wow. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's got a 91% like this movie on Google. That's what I'm saying. So 16%, but 91% like it? Only 6 million it made on the box office. Oh, you know, I think it was a flop, but I think it's become like a cult classic almost. I didn't know stoner was like an actual movie genre. For the genre, it says stoner slash comedy. Oh, nailed that one. Maybe I like <laughs> subconsciously saw that when I was looking at its percentage. It's fucking hilarious, Jason. I highly recommend it to you because okay. it fucking cracks me up. All right, I'll, I'll give it a watch maybe. I always forget, but I'll try. You got to try because I love it. Seems like a movie I'd probably find funny. It is. It's fucking great. Number two, I'm going to go with not my lowest. I'm going to save my lowest for last. And I'm going to get some. This one's probably the most contentious, especially for you. Oh. Aren't underrated movies? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So this oh is a movie God. I hate. Probably. Okay, let's hear it. And a lot of people dislike it, too. I've gotten in this argument 20 times with Riley about why I think this movie is underrated. And it's a personal opinion, so you can't tell me I'm wrong. I can argue it. Batman versus Superman. Mm. 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Flopped. A lot of people hated it. <laughs> kind of killed the DCEU. We've talked about how bad the DCEU is. You know, I, I, pref- I prefer to hate Justice League. You know, I think it's just under, you know, I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's anything that Marvel's put together. Okay. But I walked away from Batman versus Superman. I still enjoyed it. And everyone makes it out to seem like it's this unenjoyable pile of garbage. And I actually walked away like, oh, that was actually an enjoyable movie. One thing I will say, I enjoyed it more than Justice League. Yeah. Um, It's a pile of garbage. (laughs) It absolutely is a pile of garbage. My thing with Batman vs. Superman is I feel like 
I feel like the biggest problem with this movie is how they marketed it and the name. You know, you had the the promise of Batman and Superman fighting the whole movie, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They marketed it in a completely different way than the movie actually was. But if you just look at the movie itself away from, take the name away and take away, you know, all that, I feel like it's not that bad of a movie. Okay. I know the stupid Martha is the mom's names. That's ridiculous. I'm not. It could have been very good. They fucked that up. But the whole Lex Luthor thing, Luger, Luthor, Lex Luthor. Luger is a wrestler. <laughs> The whole thing where he's like trying to plot to get Superman to look evil and then like blows up the Congress building and does all this stuff to make Superman look evil and then it works and all that. I, I, I enjoyed that. And then you got the reveal of Wonder Woman at the end. She kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, well. You know, she came out. They fought that badass bitch together. That badass bitch. That badass beast together. <laughs> the f- was doomsday. Don't get me wrong. It could have been more fighting. It should have been more fighting and it shouldn't have ended as quickly as it did. They literally had like one fighting scene. I'm not going to deny that, but I still think it was an enjoyable movie, and I do think it's underrated, and it looks like my bet is undoubtedly about to lose, because the Raiders are on, like, the four-yard line. Hate to see it. Yeah, because I would make it 21-6, which would mean the only way that the Broncos could win or push, unless they get a field goal. Uh, whatever. It's probably over. Oh. But where were you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Victoria just ran out. I'm sorry for that awkwardness. Batman vs. Superman, underrated movie, I believe. I'm going to allow that. Only because, how, what was it rated? Uh, 28 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd give it like a 40. It's got 44 on Metacritic, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. Victoria killed a spider, something Tyler can't do. I'm, I'm podcasting right now, Jay. Okay, you can kill a spider, you can't kill a fly. No. My apologies. Yes. I wonder if there's spider flies. I don't know, Ty. It's like my worst fucking oh, nightmare. R.I.P. The bet is officially lost. That's a goddamn shame. Yep, because even if the Broncos come back, it'd be 24-21 and it'd hit the over. Uh, after that magic of the Saints and the Texans over. You used all your luck? Jason, we're down to our final picks for underrated movies. We still have a whole other list. Yeah. My final underrated movie. We can discuss. Broncos had all the momentum. 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some would say, wow, that's pretty high. I yeah, say. Yeah, that is pretty high. Not high enough. Okay. The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, it's a good movie. One of my favorite movies. I don't know if I'd call it underrated because I feel like it has like a really popular like audience. That's, that's why I said, I don't know. But I threw it on there because it only has a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And it's one of my favorite movies. It is a good movie. The plot of it is fucking fantastic. You said you don't want to sit through a three-hour movie. That's a three-hour movie. And it's worth... Oh, no, I said not that three-hour movie. <laughs> I didn't mind Endgame and I sure as shit don't mind Wolf of Wall Street. If I see this on, I turn it on. Yeah, it's it is a good movie. very graphic, very funny. Jonah Hill's great in it. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio's great in it. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I find myself researching the actual Jordan Belfort. Yeah. Every single time. That's great. True story. Yeah. It makes me want to become a fucking businessman in New York. Why? So you could do coke and all that? No, so I can make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> Drive a Lambo, bro. Have a fucking mansion. Okay. I just get away with it. <laughs> he tries to bribe an FBI official Fucking throws money on him Yeah Takes those fucking drugs And is like drooling his way back to his car Trying to drive home Yep This is a great fucking story It's a great movie It should be easily in the 90s It's one of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movies Yeah the Easily one of my great favorite Great performance Yeah It was good No it's good I... The fact that it only has a 79 You want to read some negative reviews about it? Yeah I would love to Just to make you mad 79 only has an 82% audience score that's insane. One of his best movies. I fucking love it. I'm just going to read the first Rotten because there's not many. Scorsese and DiCaprio should just take a long vacation together and leave the rest of us out of it. That's Literally it. had nothing to do with the movie. You're so great at your fucking job, dude. 
In a year of breathtaking sexism, here is a big three-hour helping of more of the same. I'm sorry, it's telling a true fucking story. The Wolf of Wall Street may implicitly fine feign moral indignation, but it also suffers from its own Belfortian tunnel vision. I'm be honest, I don't know what that means. That man just used big words so no one would know what he's actually trying to say, because he doesn't know. An, ult- an ultimately hollow exercise in movie excess. So he's saying there's too much excess in this movie. No, every bit of it's great. Scorsese's hard R portrayal, portrayal of Belfort and Company's insatiable appetites for money, for whores, for drugs, for stuff, pierces until it numbs. Okay. Sounds like people just don't like the, the like the graphicness of it. Plays less as an insightful critique and more as an exercise in indulgence. Though it's not a bad movie, it is Scorsese after all. The Wolf of Wall Street is surprisingly off-putting, overlong, and morally skewed. All bad. It's a true story. There is no psychological insight, no moral insight, just no insight, full stop, and it and it palls after a while. Fuck them, Jay. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more. Fuck them. This is a great movie. Criminally underrated. Yeah, I agree with you. Maybe by like... Even those bad reviews, it seems like they just wanted to review it bad just to like be different. Yeah, the one dude is like, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio or Scorsese. <laughs> bad movie. <laughs> like, what are you... Say something about the movie, you dipshit. Yeah. It's a good movie. Needs to be at least in the 90s. Okay, I agree. Underrated, 79%. Okay. Let's hear your final. My final has an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ty. 11. I love it. But get this, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% liked this movie. I love it even more. It's a movie you love. I know for a fact you love, and you might be a little upset it's not on your list. I probably am going to be. Did you know if there's uh, steroids in mac and cheese or macaroni? I got to go with the bench warmers. (laughs) I fucking love that movie. Quite possibly... Uh, what's his name's greatest movie ever? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's best leading role ever, quite possibly. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of good ones. As a baseball player, this movie, this movie, you know, everyone our age enjoyed it. Everyone, our group, our friend group enjoyed it. It's fucking hilarious. If I watch it now, I might not find it as funny. Don't care. I'll still find it funny. That's me just talking myself into Much finding it funny. Much better than fucking 11%. Yes. It's stupid humor, but it's great humor. It's a drive through movie, like you said, that we stole from some other podcast. That's fine. I actually think it might be YouTube now that I'm thinking about it. Either way. I know it's a bad movie, but it's so fucking good. It's one of those ones you just gotta love it. It's who turns bench warmers off when it's on? No one. Maybe like my eighty year old grandma. My grandma's not eighty years old, I'm sorry, grandma. <laughs> Maybe like a grandma who has no humor. Yeah. Psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna go down that route. Um of course the Broncos make a big play when it doesn't even freaking matter anymore. What are they doing? What the heck just went? What, what the heck just happened? It looked like they were jumping them after the play was over. <laughs> um, but yeah, bench warmers, criminally underrated, eleven percent. It is. I can't. I couldn't agree more. I understand why critics hate it, but you got to know what the audience is for that movie. <laughs> actually, right. I actually heard someone talking about that movie this week. They uh-huh. did like their worst sports movies, and it was on there, and I was pissed off when I heard that. <laughs> but they were saying they're like that movie was totally made just because Rob Schneider was like. Hey, can I be cool in a movie? And they're like, okay. <laughs> I was fucking dying. All right. You start with overrated because I right. started with underrated. We're doing overrated, Jay. This one's going to be very quick and simple and straightforward, and we've talked about it. I got five contentious ones. Black Panther. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Still a great movie. That's what I'm saying. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It was up for a Best Picture nominee. Yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's a good movie. Good for the superhero I, genre. I but. genuinely enjoy this movie, and I'll, if it's on, I'll fucking throw it on. And I enjoyed the shit out of it in the theater. 
but it's not like it's this crazy work of art cinematic masterpiece yeah yeah it was very culturally important if anything it's just kind of like a run of a mill run of the mill marvel movie it had one of the best villains yeah i will say that yeah i have yeah but Michael B. jordan killed it it i don't know it wasn't incredible yeah no i get you it was very good not incredible i get you and that's why it's lower on my list but it is overrated i got two pixar movies which okay. one do you want first the higher rated or the lower rated Go back to our Pixar list. Circle back a little bit. Let's do the lower rated. Incredibles. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Here's why you're wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> Please tell me. I rated it in the Pixar movies. I think I rated it like fourth to last or something. I just never really liked it. I always thought it was overrated. And I feel like when Incredibles 2 came out, everyone was like, oh my God, I've waited 14 years for this. I love Incredibles. When Incredibles was like, a, it was a good movie. Every Pixar movie is a good movie probably. But I mean, I don't know. It's just not, it's nothing special to me. It's a bad take. DreamWorks could have made this movie. I would have known no difference. It's a family movie. It's got a fantastic villain. We've talked about this. We talked about this in our Pixar rating. I just think it's overrated. I think it's a 97. It should be like an 83. should be a 95. I'll give you two points. (laughs) Okay. It's a great movie. I disagree with you strongly. It doesn't make my top 10 Pixar movies. I thought the second one was better, and I know people are going to kill me for Mm -mm. that. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Bad take. (laughs) Now, you're going very contentious contentious with your list. Yeah. I probably have the number one most, like, just general overrated movie of all time that people agree with. Okay. And I'm, so I'm just throwing a little soft toss here. Avatar. Oh. I feel like, see, I feel like that's not overrated because everyone thinks it's not that good. But it's still technically the number one gross, number two grossing movie of all time. Yeah, but I don't think that speaks volumes to how 82, good it is 82 percent on rotten tomatoes all right that's pretty good i've never seen it it's not a good movie it's forgettable visually it's great back then it was i bet it doesn't even stand out that great now i bet the good dinosaur looks better than avatar now wow i, I will say dinosaur. i will say the avatar ride at disney world probably the best ride i've ever ridden in my life that sounds fucking awesome i love roller coasters it's not like a roller coaster but just in terms of the technology they used phenomenal like just phenomenal Okay. One, it was one of those rides where I rode it, and I was like, wow, I can't believe I was alive for the engineering for this ride. <laughs> I like it. I had two soft toss, Jade. The next three, you're going to get real fucking contentious up in here. Okay, do you want my other Pixar movie? Let's save it. Let's, let's do one non-Pixar. All right, do you want the one that's going to piss you off, or do you want one that's not going to piss you off? <sighs> I'm ready to punch you. Let's hear it. Step Brothers. <laughs> I've said it before. I've said it again. I think I've said if we did a top five overrated movies list, I'd put Step Brothers on the list. I've said that. People who listen to the podcast know I like Step Brothers. I laugh at Step Brothers. It is a good movie, but I think it's overrated. People say it's the best Will Ferrell movie. I disagree. I wouldn't even... I put it number five in my top five. I wouldn't even put it on my Mount Rushmore of Will Ferrell movies. Talladega Nights is better. Anchorman's better. Um... The one in Weather in College is like, I'm just completely blanking right now. That one's better. Anchorman 2 I thought was better, which I know you disagree with because the whole blind part, which did drag, but whatever. I, you know, I remember enjoying parts of Semi-Pro and Blades of Glory more than Step Brothers. Step Brothers is a good movie, but it's not this insanely great movie. I'm sorry, Ty. No, how hard it is doing a podcast with someone who just doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I have to do it every day. That is fucking absurd. Okay. It's absurd. I, I hate you for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm sorry. I just, I think it's funny. I just don't it's think it's... fucking hilarious. I don't think it's next level funny. I think The Hangover is a funnier movie. They're both funny. 
I laughed more at the Hangover. They're both elite comedies. Elite. I probably think Benchwarmers is funnier. Dodge. I no, maybe not Benchwarmers. Dodgeball, one hundred percent, is funnier than Step Brothers. One hundred percent. No. I'm sorry, Ty. I know you love. Oh shit! I know you love Step Brothers, my friend. But I just, I just want to move on, Jay. Okay. I have three picks. I have a sports. I have an action, and I have a beloved movie by everyone that I'm going to get shit for. We might have the same movie. Give me that one. Which one? The beloved. Beloved. (laughs) 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, we got the same movie. The most, one of the most beloved actors of all time. Absolutely. Tom Hanks. Absolutely. Forrest Gump. I cannot get through the fucking movie, Jay. Me neither. I can't finish it. I've never seen Forrest Gump altogether. I've tried at least a handful of times. Yep. I can't finish the fucking movie. I think it has good chunks. Like, there's chunks where I'm like, that's pretty good, but I'm the same way. I get bored of it way too fast. It's just not good. Yeah. And everyone, oh, it's so great. Oh, life's box chocolates. Oh. <laughs> this movie is a box of chocolates it's a that cultural you, forgot, icon you too. forgot was in your trunk in a 102 degree weather day. Wow. I think it has good parts. It, it, there's parts where I'm like, okay, but I like I, like you said, I can't sit through it. I get bored of it like right away. I can't. Not I can't right do away, it. but it's overrated. Absolutely. I agree. I wouldn't even say this is even a good movie. Maybe. I, I don't know. I can't Decent. finish it. Decent movie. At least fucking shitty movies I can sit through and be like, wow, that was bad, and just watch them. That's what makes it decent. It's just just a middle of the road, because it's not. It's no. just kind of like this random story of this guy. I feel like that's even worse, because I want a story to either be hysterically bad, like, <laughs> make it bad, make it a fucking funny bad, <laughs> but don't make it boring. A lot of people are going to kill us for that. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. I stand by that. I agree with you. I'm glad. So I got two more. I got... Um... I, I will say I like Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. <laughs> I got two more. I have a Pixar and a non-Pixar. Throw the Pixar my way. I'm going to say this. I tried watching this. Everyone told me to watch it again when we did our Pixar list because I was so wrong for ranking it so low. I watched it again and I freaking fell asleep. Everyone says it's the saddest movie ever. And I'm known for being a crier. Did not shed a tear during what some people You're say. Your heartless is demon. The saddest Pixar th- scene of all time. Top five sad anime deaths. <laughs> and that's that's up. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know if Conrad still listens to our podcast. Maybe he needs to this week. I just I just think it's an overrated movie. It doesn't stand out in the elite Pixar movies. And I know in everyone's eyes, it's like a top three Pixar movie. When in my eyes, I would guess I ranked it maybe tenth, eleventh. I'm going to go back to my list right now and see what I ranked it just to uh, just to clarify. Oh, I already have my list up. Um, oh, at the time of doing the list, I haven't, I didn't see it. <laughs> so it wasn't correct. on my list. And then I watched it and fell asleep. That is so bad of a take, Jason. <laughs> We're getting some take quakes in here. <laughs> I, I just don't enjoy it that much. I'm sorry. I, it's your opinion. It's a bad opinion, but it's your opinion. I have two movies left, Jason. If I were to put it up on my list, where would I put it? I'd probably put it number 11 behind Monsters, Inc., which is at number 10. Right in between Monsters, Inc. and Incredibles 2. I have two movies left, Jason. Which means I like Monsters, Inc., Cars 3, Inside Out, Ratatouille, Toy Story 3, Coco, Toy Story, Wally, Toy Story 2, and Cars better. One of these is an action movie with a 90%. Toy Story 4. Okay. One of these is a sports movie with 61%. What do you want to hear? Sports. Okay. I'm going to get shit on for this. Am I going to shit on you? Possibly. Okay. It only has a 61%, but it is a beloved sports movie. Okay. I think I know. 
The Sandlot. What? You think that movie's... Why do you think that movie's overrated? It's not good. What? I love it, but it's not good. What makes it overrated? It's one of the number one sports movies. Everyone loves The Sandlot. But here's everyone's the thing. like, oh, like, you haven't seen The Sandlot? Like, it's, it's, you have to watch Sandlot if you play baseball, and everyone has to love it. It's not a good movie. It's one of the best sports movies, but I think that's true because there's not that many like elite sports movies. So at 62%, I feel like it's... 61%. Well, I feel like it's the best sports movie. doesn't make it like an elite movie. I feel like people love it, and it's a beloved movie, and it shouldn't be. I feel like it's a baseball movie. Okay. You're entitled to your own opinions. I don't understand your thinking there, but... I'm, I'm thinking it's a beloved sports movie, same way Forrest Gump is just a beloved movie. And it doesn't deserve it. It's not good. It's, yeah, it's an alright watch. It's an alright watch. But it's not a beloved... It should not be a beloved movie. Yeah, I guess I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, it's, I'm not mad at you for it. I understand. You have one pick left, Jason. My one pick. It's not a movie. It's an entire franchise. Okay. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I'm very confused. The most overrated movie I have ever seen or tried to see, and I've probably only seen like 2% of the entire franchise, the Harry Potter franchise. Wowzers. Riley's in a little Harry Potter kick right now, and I know she's going to be very mad when she listens to this. You ain't got one in particular? Every single one, because I've only seen the first one, and it was the most boring movie I've ever seen. I tried reading the books, the most boring books I've ever read in my life. Boring, boring, boring. Someone is going to cast a magical spell on your ass, and, and if you're going to be going to be haunted by a voodoo lady. And I don't care. Life. I don't care if it gets better. The whole fucking thing is probably boring. And oh, you can't say his name, Voldemort. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> what are you going to so do, fucking thug? I, I don't agree with that. J.K. Rowling, come at me, bitch. I've seen all of them. J.K. Rowling's kind of a little crybaby. I know she, cry, she cries about some things. Okay. <laughs> I know she came from good, like, humble beginnings, but, I mean, she came at PewDiePie once, and I don't, I don't fuck with that, bro. <laughs> I've seen all of them. I'm not a diehard Harry Potter fan, but there's plenty of people who are. Plenty of people who love themselves from Harry Potter. I've tried the books. And I understand it. It's not for me, but I 100% understand it. I don't think they're boring. I think it's a good story. I, I get bored. I'll jump in different movies, too. I'll see it on, and I'll try watching it. My dad will be watching it, and I know I don't understand it, but I'll just be like, oh, let me see like if this is at least entertaining for like 20 minutes. It's not. We saw Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's in like the Harry Potter universe. Those, yeah. First one, it was, it was okay. It was okay. Second one, we went into the movie. I didn't remember anything from the first one. <laughs> With the, despite it being only like a year and a half like difference or whatever, and that just shows me how little I fucking care. Like I literally was like, "Right, who's that?" She's like, "That's one of the main people," and I'm just like, "I don't remember them." All I remember is Johnny Depp was like a bad guy at the end, and now he's like the bad guy in number two. And now at the end of number two, there's some shit where someone's like his brother or something that found out. I don't know something crazy. I was very confused though. Harry Potter ride at Universal Studios, so it's a pretty good ride. Okay. Quidditch is that what it's called? Yep. That ride's pretty good. It's pretty cool. The ride brooms around. Have you ridden that ride? Yeah. Good ride. It's a good ride. Are you upset with me for this? I just... You're making a lot of t- real bad takes here. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a bad take? I just... I I think just because it's not your cup of tea doesn't make it overrated. 
Last I checked, this was a subjective list. <laughs> okay, Jay. <laughs> Jason, my final pick. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's real high. That's real high. That's real high, all right? Some would say it kick-started the MCU. Okay. It allowed for the MCU to exist. No, you're not about to say what I think you're about to say, are you? Spider-Man 2002. What? You know how many times we've said on this podcast like how important that movie was to the genre? Important. And that the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are great? I'm, a f- I w- I s- I- I'm not going to find a clip because I'm way too lazy to find a clip. But it would be nice if I could find a clip and insert you saying that. I have said they're good movies. They're not that bad of movies. And every time I say it, I say number two is a good movie. The original Spider-Man. Are you just comparing it to today's MCU? Is that why? Um, taking it back, we had very low standards back then. And that's why it's viewed as such a good movie. But if you go back, the acting is atrocious. The action scenes are not that good. Tobey Maguire is not a great Spider-Man. He's a good Spider-Man. Not a great Spider-Man yet. Okay. Number two is where it all happens for me. Okay. But I think number one is viewed as the elite Spider-Man movie. That kind of started the whole thing off. And I think it is one of the most overrated movies. That does not deserve a 90%. I could see like 60, 70. No way it's a 90% movie. Okay. When you compare it to MCU movies today. Think of movies that are in the 80s. Think of all the technology that the MCU has now that they didn't have back then though. Think that, about that. That's fine. It's overrated though, Jason. Okay, that's fair. I'm not going to... It's been a while since I've seen that movie, so I'm not going to debate you about it. I'm not. I'm not going to debate you. Again, Avengers Infinity War is 5% rated lower than the original Spider-Man. Only in 85, the original Spider-Man has a 90. Hey. It's overrated. It's not a bad movie. I'm saying they're good, and it's very important, and it was good for the times. But that's when those reviews are written is in those times. But it's not great for the times, and it is not a great movie. Okay, that's fine. If we're just if we're being unbiased and we're just looking at movies, don't care when they're released, don't care any of that. You're gonna tell me Avengers Infinity War is a worse movie than Spider Man One? That's just wrong, partner. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna use the baseball war arguments. <laughs> okay. Avengers One was less better than its current peers than Spider-Man was better than its peers at the time. No. Because that's what War argues. <laughs> no. Because I, I've i had some time to sit on this. I like Infinity War just as much as Endgame. If not more. Yeah, we've talked about that. I thought, yeah, Infinity War is... Uh... Infinity War is probably number one on my list. As far as just, if I were to just sit down at home and watch the movies. Yeah. I could see that. I fucking love that movie. I also think you haven't got the rewatchability of Endgame yet, just because it hasn't come out like on TV or digital. I've watched it on digital. I did come uh. out on digital. Watch it again. Good movie. I think Infinity War is better. Yeah, and I think they're both better. But Endgame has the best scene in cinematic history. It does. <laughs> but chills. There's no way the original Spider-Man deserves. You're probably right about Infinity War. I know I am. So I said it. Don't do that. I fucking hate that. I was actually, I joked and I said I was going to put Dark Knight on my most underrated. And I'm not going to, I don't think it's underrated. But I will say, and it's been a while since I've seen it. And I've said I love the Joker and I spent like an hour watching all the Joker scenes pretty much. Like, 
what made the dark knight like such like obviously it's a great superhero movie but what made it this movie where it's like it transcends the genre you're asking yeah like why why is that movie viewed as like this cinematic nothing's ever going to touch it it wasn't just a good superhero movie it was a good movie movie what puts it apart i think it's the character portrayals do you think it okay i'll ask you this is do you think heath ledger dying made people more appreciative of the work he did as the character the joker right off the bat yes but i think with how far along it is now you go back and watch that movie it's a fucking great movie still yeah no i'm not i'm not saying it's a bad movie i'm just saying what do you think made it so like i I think it's the portrayals of the character i think heath ledger took a such a dark twisted take on joker Mm -hmm. that you really i mean jack nicholson has his own thing yeah Jack is it Nicholas or Nicholson? One's a golfer. Nick, Nicholas. Okay. <laughs> Nicholson's a golfer. I think. Wait, no, no. Jack Nicholas is the golfer. Jack Nicholson is the actor. Yeah, it's Nicholson. Okay, is <laughs> the actor. He's got his own thing. I think it's just such a great take on that character. I think Christian Bale is just the best Batman. Well, he's known for like being like a method actor. Yeah, and I mean, when you dive into characters like that, like when you have Christian Bale, who's known as a method actor, playing this good guy with fucking who's got to decide that fucking scene where he has to decide between harvey Dent and rachel mm-hmm. and he fucking goes through the wrong thing and he has to save the guy who is fucking dating the love of his life yeah because then he tries saving the girl but then joker tricked him yeah and just that that's, that's, that's a little smart by joker that's that little shit there the opening scene where he hires a team of fucking people to help him rob a bank and then tells each person to kill the next person where he just leaves all by himself <laughs> it's just great scenes it's just crazy yeah. off the wall shit so you think it's driven by Joker? Oh, yeah. I think Christian Bale is great in it, but I think... That makes sense. That's why the other two aren't as highly reviewed, probably. Well, not probably, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think Batman Begins is good. I think Christian Bale is great in Batman Begins. I like Bane and the third Batman a lot more than, I think, like... Oh, hello. That was so bad. <laughs> Again, I'm bad at impressions. But uh, I, I think it was the Joker for that movie. I think it's the portrayals, and I think that's Christian Bale's best movie as well out of the three. You know who I forgot was in that movie? Who? Morgan Freeman. I just forgot. I forgot he was in that movie. Yeah, he's good. And I was rewatching the clips. I was like, oh shit, that's right. He was in those movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> that's great. And I think it just the scenes where there's the guy who's going to reveal Batman's identity. I don't know if I remember that. So he catches Bruce Wayne hiding all this underground money and shit and catches the Batmobile and basically tries to blackmail. In Dark Knight? Yeah, in the Joker one. And he tries to blackmail him. And that then, wasn't a Joker scene, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> and then um, Morgan Freeman's like, so let me get this straight. You're going to blackmail your boss, who's a billionaire, who runs around at night beating people up for a living. And you think you're going to like be okay with this? Like You think that's a good <laughs> idea? And the guy's like, oh, shit. And then he tries to announce it on national television. And Joker like is like, you know, I'll blow up a hospital or something if you don't kill this guy. Uh-huh. And then Batman has to go and save that guy and then try and save the hospital and shit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so many moral yeah, fucking yeah. dilemmas. And Is that the one where Joker's hiding as, like, the, the state trooper or whatever, like, in the salute and he shoots the guy? During the... Oh, no, that was the mayor, maybe. No, that, that's when he's the nurse. Well, that was before the nurse, because he doesn't have the makeup on. Oh. When there's, like, a meeting and then he sets up Batman. Batman goes in that room and they pulls down, like, a that's, sheet. That's earlier in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this part's when he's the nurse and he's at the thing. But then he tells people, like, you have to kill that guy. He's going to reveal Batman's identity or something. Or else I'm going to blow up a hospital in the city. And then, and then Bruce, fucking Bruce Wayne goes and has, he saves the guy <laughs> who's going to reveal his identity. And, like, he knows that's the guy. Because Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. I'm Batman. It's just a great movie. And then okay. the fairy scene. 
Where you've got like the people yeah, pitted yeah. against each other. The prisoners versus like the regular people. Yeah. I really have to pee, Ty. I don't know if you see me jumping. I do. I think we just need to slow the pod down here, Jay. What's up? How's your day? Alrighty, so follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube <laughs> whenever we put stuff up. I'm telling you, when I move out, I'm getting an apartment. I'm going to set up my webcam. I'm going to set up my Elgato. I'm going to record us playing Minecraft because that's some funny-ass stuff. It is some funny-ass shit. I was on trial yesterday. And, uh, yeah, giveaway winner. Make sure uh check that out. You if you don't who it was? claim 11.59 uh, p.m. Sunday, you are not going to win. We're going to announce a new winner. Sorry about that, but I'm going to be honest. Giveaways are used to increase our audience. Yes, we're pretty funny. Eric, honest opinions. All right, Ty, you got anything else to say? No, I got nothing else. It was a good podcast. Uh, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.